Welcome back. Thank you for joining us at the For Your Best Self podcast. It's exciting to be back in the studio. And I've been really looking forward to this episode. It's sometimes hard to get multiple doctors together, but I'm welcoming a friend and new colleague, Dr. Renee Gasgarth, is joining our practice. Those of you who follow along in our newsletters and website and social media probably know. And this is going to be a great episode, taking a deep dive, getting to know Dr. Renee Gasgarth a little bit better. So welcome. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Dr. Gasgarth is probably one of the two smartest people I know, including my other partner, Dr. Anita Saluja. So, um, you know, it's easy to, it was an easy recruitment knowing that Dr. Gasgarth would just synergistically enhance our practice with her care. I know you care and you work hard and you have a good heart and you're a good surgeon, a good doctor. So those are the reasons why we brought you. Thanks. So welcome. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> All right. So tell us, tell us about you in a nutshell. So I grew up in Florida. Um, I'm actually one of the true Floridians. I was born and raised here, and my family lives on the other coast in a small town, Port Charlotte, which kind of has the same vibe. You know, everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. So in high school, like definitely people's parents would call yours. Like, That's good. You know, it, I liked that. Yeah. Um, and I, of course, as a 17-year-old, wanted to go to a city, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> when, you, when everybody knows everything. I um, feel you. We grew up in similar small town exactly, situations. Exactly. And then we both made our way to Miami. Um, so I went to Harvard for college, and I loved it, except for just it was dark. And when mm-hmm. you're used to Florida weather mm-hmm. and the sunshine, um, I always tell people I was lucky that we'd have to come home before exams for winter break yeah. was before exams. So I'd get sort of sunshine yeah. and my family and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then I just kind of marched my way back down. So I went to Emory for medical school and general surgery. Um, Which is a neat parallel because that's where Dr. Suja did her dermatology residency. Exactly. Not at the same time. Yeah, not at the same time. But it's funny to think how lives overlap mm-hmm. and how you kind of meet people at different times in their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the I can say that I know her training and she knows mine. Right. <laughs> so Absolutely. That's pretty amazing. Um, and then I came down to Miami where I met you. Mm-hmm. We did three years of plastic surgery training beyond our five years of general surgery training and it was uh it prepared us pretty much for anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think it's interesting because your college experience and your general surgery were very different than mine Mm -hmm. except for they were both pretty intense programs right still pretty hierarchical dominated by men both Mm -hmm. in terms of faculty and residents and You know, and then we came to Miami, and we were the first women who'd been in the program for a long time. Right. And there were two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's still, you know, a lot of my female medicine and surgery friends say the world is still not ready for us. <laughs> <laughs> so things are changing. <laughs> but it's still, it's, it's still, pr- it's hard. Yeah. Um, so from general surgery, what, what kind of clicked in your mind to shift you into plastics? When I was a medical student, I was interested in plastic surgery. Um, there was one of sort of changed the field of plastic surgery, Dr. Yurkiewicz, 
um, and he was still alive at the time and was like lecturing and he was really supportive of female surgeons you know and so um, he definitely didn't have any in his graduating med school class Mm. any in his surgery residency any in his plastics but he sort of felt like that it was time to change and he Mm -hmm. and he was a big proponent of you have to get people who are different to make advances Mm -hmm. um and so when i met him and just he you know would give many lectures and was really still loved his field Mm -hmm. and he said i think you would be good at plastics you're just really interested in people and you're interested in the science but you're also interested in kind of the artistry of it um but of course at that time in general surgery at Emory, everyone was like, you can't do that. You right. have to save lives, you know. Right. They you w- really had to hide. Yeah. Hide your interests. It was the same way in my program. <laughs> Which is funny to think because we are the surgeon surgeon, mm-hmm. right? So when general surgeons or surgical oncologists can't figure something right. out. They, collaborate. Yeah, we collaborate. And, mm-hmm. then, and then it's sort of an easy relationship. Right. But when you're training... It's this idea of that you're not hardcore, you're not right. dedicated, you know. Um, and I don't know why that is, because the relationship post graduation is not like that. Right. I think that part of that is probably just society's perception of what they see as a plastic surgeon is maybe the glamour. Right. And you know, I think if you care hard in any field, it's hard work and um, you know in plastics it's just a lot of it is elective and uh, you know that that comes with its own stress of you know there's really no margin for error Um, but I agree with you and training that drew me that you know you're working with orthopedics you're working with neurosurgery to cover cover defects oncology orthopedics urology you really covered that scope of surgery which is why we fell in love with surgery in the first place right and i think that to have sort of a challenge intellectually Mm -hmm. so that there were moments when you sort of thought about something in a different way problem solving right and and that it was always interesting right so you weren't just memorizing the steps of a surgery you're really sort of thinking about what to do um and then I also sort of felt our, their relationships where patients were just very mm-hmm. different, you know, um, because it's elective, we get to spend more time mm-hmm. with people. Um, we get to form relationships that last longer. Right. And then we get to operate all over the body and on yes. patients of different age ranges. Yeah. So Head to toe. Yep. I felt like in general surgery, the farther I went, the more I was kind of given a diagnosis or compartmentalized to like, oh, I'm going to operate on the colon the rest of my life or a different part. But I missed the head to toe and the creative. You know, you could, within reason, there's certain safe ways to do things, but there's different different techniques or different ideas about how that might be accomplished. And our field changes a lot. It does. I mean, in terms of really changes in surgery, right, for... There's robotic surgery, which has changed, but right. the actual steps of the surgeries really haven't. Right. And then OB-GYN has had a lot of changes, but really mm-hmm. plastics has changed dramatically. Yeah, I think it changes the most with scientific advancement. Right. People really study it and think about it, and there's a lot of minds that get together on how to do things differently and better, and, and 
technology. And how to solve more problems like lymphatics right. and things like that. Oh, we're getting all nerdy. We're getting nerdy on plastics. (laughs) So for our audience, for those who might not know, it is a long road. How long does it take your average uh, physician to become a plastic surgeon? Right. So hence you can tell we're nerds because we are (laughs) overeducated and just kept going to school. Um, So it's four years of university, four years of med school, and then we both did five years of general surgery and three of plastics. Right. Or some people do six um, years of plastics out of medical school. So, so we, we did, we did the more, yeah, the more traditional. Yeah. You have <laughs> to, you, yeah, you have to be a nerd to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to be. Um, so what has you been in practice? You know, I'm very reluctant to say our new partner, new, Renee is not new to surgery. She's, we trained together, you know, we kind of had talked about by the time you're surgeon has graduated from their training program they've done at least at least we were seven saying, to ten thousand yeah. cases of surgery so um you after miami you did specialty training with a pretty famous surgeon yeah in atlanta right um in oculoplastics facial and plastics aesthetic, surgery, aesthetic right? surgery and breast he was really well known in breast he's dr codner so, yeah. so um written a ton of papers and lectured all over the world. So I think that makes you uh, stand out. Um, from all your training, what, what brings you the most joy? What, ta- what three procedures do you get excited about? So I definitely love soft tissue. That's what I learned. I'm not a bone person, right? Definitely not a hand surgeon. <laughs> um, so I love blepharoplasties. I think we talked about that. We both love upper blepharoplasties. It's just a surgery of millimeters. It's interesting. You know, we can change people's vision, and we can also just make them look exactly like themselves, but mm-hmm. a little more refreshed, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I love facial aesthetics, so facelifts, neck lifts. I just, I mean, that's the nerd in me that really geeks out on the anatomy and mm-hmm. getting to sort of really think about someone individually, both mm-hmm. their bone structure, how they've aged, and trying to recreate that. Um, and then I really- It's definitely not a one-size-fits-all no. procedure. Yeah. Right, and and really talking about people's goals, sort mm-hmm. of what's important to them. Um, so so that is really very specific to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to say I do love breast reconstruction. <laughs> I do. I love it. Uh, you know, it's. I think um, those surgeries are hard because there's a lot that's not under your control, and they're they are complicated, and there's right. complications. But um, I love those surgeries too. Breast can be extremely rewarding. Um, you know, obviously you're dealing with a disease in a lot of cases, and it's just a lot of relationship and trust and um, getting people through. It's it's intense. So I, I agree. Those are all noble. And uh, what would your – how would your – younger self react we joke that a lot of plastic surgeons say that they were born to do this or made to do this but what would your younger self say about you being a plastic surgeon now i think i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but she'd be like you're a badass (laughs) i can't believe you did this you know would have been kind of shocked (laughs) we do things that i didn't even imagine you know i mean can you Remember the first time you saw a facelift, you'd already yeah. had medical training. You're yeah. like, that is crazy, yeah. you know? 
Um, yeah. And just, I think, probably surprised how much I love my job. Right. Uh, it's really humbling when a lot of my friends say, like, wow, like, you really like what you do or... And I do, like, it, you know, 99% of the time. <laughs> the other 1% is... is There's always, yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. There's the 1% that sometimes yeah. feels like a lot. Is this worth it? <laughs> um, I agree. I think I think my younger self would be like, wow, A, you got your, you got your stuff together. <laughs> and uh, that's awesome. Um, in your free time... What, what's your favorite thing to do? Right now, it's honestly doing anything with my family and friends. Yeah. You know, um, so my son, Theo, um, is three. So pretty much anything outdoors with him is mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I got him like a fake fishing rod. And honestly, Aww. that's been the best because he's so yeah. excited. And um, and just spending time, you know. It, I'm not one of those people who's like, there's an activity. I know your husband loves surfing. I don't think there's any activity that I love that much. It's yep. it's really just sort of spending time with the people yeah. you care about. I agree. And uh, everyone says Brevard is just such a phenomenal place for families and right. community. So I mean, coming from South Florida, um, to have a street that your child can ride a bike on yeah. and you don't have to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just the safety issues, all of the parks. Yeah. All of the beaches, the zoo, so all of that. Theo's very excited about the beach. We've been yeah. talking it up. <laughs> yeah, our zoo is a gem too. <laughs> it's it's a total gem. Um, so, on similar, what what do you most miss about bef- pre-COVID days? Ta- talking about connection and yeah, we, we've sort of talked about this. The mask thing is very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so meeting patients with a mask We've both been on. vaccinated, yes, too. Yes, we're vaccinated. And we're not even in the same room. Yeah. We're six. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're podcasting remotely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got the blue cool room. <laughs> um, so that's sort of strange, you yeah. know, um, that I've operated on patients and never actually seen their face right. until the day in the operating room when they have right. to have anesthesia. Um and I think that communicating with patients is just very different. Yeah. A lot of what we do is so much based on trust and comfort and establishing that rapport. It is. Right. We can show them. I mean, they've seen our pictures, but. Uh, it's just different. Yeah. I think um, I'm a pretty expressive person. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you're like, I'm smiling under here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smile with your eyes. Yeah. That is true. Um, it is harder to connect, and so it's... It just feels really different. Yeah. Like, they like kind of have to go out of your way to make people feel safe and comfortable. Um, along those lines, being under a mask all the time, what have you noticed has been more in demand with mask wearing and COVID? And zo- we talk about Zoom face and Zoom neck, and I feel like people are just examining themselves a lot closer. Yeah. <laughs> have more time to I mean, be critical of themselves. I think that people are just more interested in facial aesthetics mm-hmm. in general. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that the mask eyes are a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the demand in men, for example, for eyelid procedures and the, and Botox is yeah. much higher. Because I think people are Looking at of, their upper face. Right. And yeah. then all of the Zoom things, you know, the the face and neck. Um, 
And we were talking about that. People, some people are just not interested in surgery, so mm-hmm. the interest in sort of rejuvenation and mm-hmm. options. Um, but also people look at it as like, I'm working from home. It's not a bad time right. to hide things with a mask. It's, right. it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are more willing to go into construction or have more flexibility right. in recovery time. You know, or people agree. are sort of saying like for CO2 peel, I'll yeah. take the full week off. I don't need 48 hours. Yeah. I think also too, you're not spending money on vacations and traveling and plane tickets. So you're like, a lot of people, I think, are saying, "This I'm going to invest in myself this year or in time. And I think that all goes <coughs> together with the people are sort of really thinking about what's important to them. Mm-hmm. But I also think that some people are just sort of thinking, you know, I don't feel like this vision I see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I actually am grateful for my life. I'm yeah. still healthy. I'm active. And when I look in the mirror, that doesn't match. Yeah. And I think that's... Or the computer. Yeah, or the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of made them a little more willing to sort of invest the time and energy to at least think about it. I agree. It's, it is. We've been busy, which we're grateful, but we can't work from home. <laughs> No, it's not work from home, but we're vaccinated. (laughs) Uh, So we talked a little bit about the zoo and the beaches. What else are you looking forward to about joining the community in Brevard? I mean, a big part of it is definitely our practice. Um, It is true. I think, you know, to get to work with a friend who's an awesome surgeon and just a good human being. And then Dr. Saluja and you guys have really built something awesome. Um, I think that that's hard to do so to have people who are really excellent technicians good people and build a great practice it was kind of fun i have to say the last week dr <laughs> gasgar has been with me in clinic just learning the flow and she's graciously covering me on my maternity leave as well but it's like every staff member i got to introduce her to i'd be like they're a rock star like, wait they're a rock star too and it was like no everybody's a rock star i really felt like that was like, i was i was, I was so like proud wow. to show everybody i off. know and, you know uh, it's amazing i literally i'm like wow that's awesome wow that person's awesome and then uh you know i think our space is beautiful and our patients are nice and our like, patients are gonna be just amazing it's it's great so and then I, I mean I'm really looking forward to being part of a community I think that's one of the hard things in a city when there's lots of visitors and people I cry are when I laugh out. I know <laughs> <laughs> she's like <laughs> our, our people so are the best tears. Really are happy tears. Um, so being in a small town and really getting especially because it's just me and Theo being part of a community is really important to me awesome it does feel like um it's a big small town yeah. i mean i think there's enough to do and enough support and enough uh, activities but it's also fun to be a part of a community you can add to right. and bring great things to and good families um what is your favorite thing about being a plastic surgeon it's definitely the patience mm-hmm. you know i think that people are su- probably would be surprised how much we care <laughs> how much sort of time and energy we think about yeah. our patients. And, you know, we were talking about that. I had a voicemail from an old patient, and it just it made me emotional. Like, mm-hmm. when someone says thank you, and I feel like it was – I should be thanking for her for right. letting me take care of her. Yeah. So it's definitely our patients. It's pretty humbling. Yeah. Uh, what we do um, – what is the hardest thing about being a plastic surgeon? Caring. 
yeah. <laughs> caring too much. I know. It's that it's that one yeah. percent we talk about when, you know, the patient's not happy or you're looking mm-hmm. at it and like I you know, I I wish this outcome had been different. Right. Caring and being perfectionist, you can't yeah. you take that home. Right. You know, and you want things to be perfect all the time. And the reality is that's not life in or outside of the operating room or office. So I I think that makes it hard. Um, So along those lines, what is your favorite thing about being a mother? (laughs) I mean, it's Theo. I feel like I got super lucky. I tell people that. He's just, you know, they have their own personality and he's just very loving and really funny and he makes me think about things in a different way. And I think he's made me more patient and just my heart's bigger. Right. So, you know, when everyone asks like, oh, it must be so hard to be a mom and a surgeon. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's, it's not, it really yeah. isn't. That part's easy. And the hardest thing about being a mom? Childcare. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reliable childcare. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I can't, I can't do my job without childcare, you know. We're a little bit of control freaks. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I like need to be on time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just it's not kind of the thing where you call out sick because you one, you don't want to if you yeah. have patients depending on you. Our rule is uh, you can only call out sick if you're in the hospital. <laughs> like yeah. You're admitted. <laughs> yeah. You better be getting an IV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do let you have childbirth just so you know. That's right. That counts. Yeah. That counts. You can go into labor and go to the hospital. <laughs> I think, too, I liked in our... Um, off-camera conversation when you said just being present takes practice and making that switch when we're at work you know we're not daydreaming about our life you're really one patient at a time one patient in front of you like that's really all you're focusing on and then when you go home and have to turn it off yeah um I think that is true you know that that probably is harder than child care in general <laughs> but right now child care um but the idea of that to really be at you know, if, if your child came in as a patient, it'd be super easy to shut everything off and just pay attention to mm-hmm. them. But when you're at home, to not check your email, to to not right. worry about something, to not sort of want to be getting ready for the right. next surgery or the next cases, to really be present and in the moment. Um, and I, I think Theo made me realize I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, in general surgery and plastic surgery, you kind of worked however long you needed to work and the hours were fine and then then you just slept and ate and yeah and then you again. slept and ate and did it again <laughs> so you know by the time you got like a full weekend off you basically were just sleeping eating hanging out with friends right and now you have to really be present every day yeah. you know they deserve that and that's hard sometimes i agree you know i mean theo will sometimes like, as a play phone will walk around and be like okay doctor mm-hmm, i'll get back to you <laughs> I'm like, do I do that all the time? I'm like, yes, I do answer the phone with him in the background. So I do. That's like the reality of my life. And he'll pace because I pace when I answer the phone. So he'll walk around on the phone. Okay, sure. Yeah, Bay is four. And it's and we're finally to a point where I can pick up the phone at home and her not have a total meltdown. <laughs> like I did all my talking in the car. <laughs> we're, we're not there. I'll Ooh. hold him, but you'll hear him. The struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, the struggle is real. But it's also sweet that yeah. he likes to pretend to be a doctor too. Yeah. So I know that, you know, as much as it's hard for him sometimes, um, I know that he also sort of is excited that I like my job yes. and I come home and I'm into ask it. Yeah, he asks questions. 
My yeah. sister's son had pink eye, and he was pretending to like be the doctor Aww. to give him eye drops. You know, it was cute. Yeah. They care. B, B says she wants to be a doctor. I said, why? Well, so I can go to the office with you every day. I'm Aww. like, well, <laughs> got to work on your why, because you don't really have to go to that much schooling <laughs> to come with me. <laughs> you could You're like, talk to daddy. Anesthesiologist yeah. is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been awesome <laughs> catching up with you, and I can't wait for patients to meet you, because they're going to fall in love, and um, you're going to succeed. There's no question. Um, what is the best way for patients to reach out to you, get in touch with you. So one of the great things about me now is that I have time to meet you in person in the office. Um, and it's super easy to get hold of us. You know, we're on, we have a website, Facebook, social media, um, including Instagram. And then, you know, we answer emails and you can always call. So happy to see people in office yep. and meet you in town. <laughs> Dr. Gesgarth's schedule opens April 5th. Mm-hmm. It's filling up. Mm-hmm. Um, so call and get your consult or start following us on Instagram, Dr. Suja underscore Dr. Novo, our website, www.foryourbestself.com. Dr. Renee Gaskar's bio is up and live and we're going to be upgrading our website with some great photos. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the nice things again, a female <laughs> practice. <laughs> um, so reach out and we look forward to seeing you in the office. Definitely. <laughs>